This is the Father Matters Show with your host, Vance Sims. Father Matters is committed to building stronger, healthier communities by supporting, encouraging, and enlightening today's fathers and families. And now, your host, Vance Sims. Welcome to the Father Matters Show. I'm your host, Vance Sims. Thank you for joining us. And just like I knew, we got a ton of emails, ton of phone calls. Yes, Dr. McKee is here again this week. Thank you for reaching out to us. Jeremy, what I'm thinking about doing is just getting into the commercial break now so we can just flow. What do you think about that, man? I like it. We had a great show last week. We have a great guest. Let's get as much time and as much as we can get in. I Uh, love it. I mean, for Dr. Jeff to come back one more week again, and just as we were starting to get deep, we had to uh, cut to that break. So let's get that out of the way and come back and let's get let's finish up this with Dr. Jeff McKee, founder of CrossCultureDynamics.com. Do you love the Father Matters show? Did you know you can find us on Facebook or fathermatters.org? Or if you miss us Saturday night, you can find us on blogtalk.com or soundcloud.com. And if you want to contact us directly, you can always call 602-774-3298. That's 602-774-3298 for Father Matters. Welcome back to the Father Matters Show. If you have not yet partnered with Father Matters, would you please consider becoming a Father Matters partner? The Father Matters Show is listener supported and all Father Matters programs and services are free to the community because of your generous donations. For more information about donating to Father Matters, log on to fathermatters.org and click the Donate to Father Matters icon. Dr. Jeff, just before we had to end the show last week, I was telling you about how my friend, my, my son, has all these friends of all cultures and backgrounds from sports to Cub Scouts. And when I'm watching them, man, just, just hanging out and playing, they're not worried about what color somebody is, what, what, what background status they are, what kind of car their mom and dad drive. Bro, they're just about saying, let's go have fun. What happens when we become adults? Well, what happens is we start listening to everyone else and following and following people uh we start you know listening to a lot of social media uh, watching the news uh so we start developing these uh tendencies to these biases uh, these stereotypes towards uh people that are different from us and it's not just a black and white thing too right right because uh, we when we talk about culture we're just not talking about race you know there's a uh, gender right there's religious there's ethnic there's different types of uh uh, cultures out there that are being uh, marginalized here in this uh, country. So uh, because of that, from a kid, like you said, kids don't care. They just, as long as you can play with them, mm-hmm. that, that's all that matters. But we start listening to people, our parents, uh, unfortunately, a lot of this comes from our families, from our parents, our friends, that start influencing it's, our it's decisions. It's those people. It's, it's those folks. Those folks over there, over there. Um, so... 
that that's where it starts, and that's where you know we, we try to go back in and fix that. We'll call it. <laughs> it's sad, man, because you know me having friends of all different races growing up. I think I'm originally from Baltimore, mm-hmm. so when I was younger, my mom moved me to San Jose, California. Actually, we were Santa Clara, California first, then we moved to San Jose. But my best education in sixth grade, Jeff, and my best life experience, my friend, was moving out of an all-black neighborhood in Baltimore, a little place called Catonsville, Maryland, Mm -hmm. to Santa Clara. I didn't know what a Samoan was. I didn't know what a Filipino was. I didn't know. And to be uh, invited into these cultures from the foods to how their family is raised, how their parents parent, to their style of dress, to their culture, and to be able, as I got older, to be able to to adjust myself to different cultures. Yep. I mean, it is such a, a awesome and powerful education, man. And, and to meet some of my sons and my daughters, uh, 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 parents, you know, you can see where they get some of their traits from, and just to be open, man. Yeah. That And I think what you just said, what we talked about last week, we talked about going and being a part of a community. So by you going to Santa Clara, now you are uh, exposed yeah. to different cultures, different people. So now you're exposed to food, languages, uh, different ways of belief. And you can go in and with an open mind and, uh-huh. and, and learn, right? And, and then now your son has all these wonderful experiences that, that he can tap into these different cultures now that he can tap into. Yeah, yeah. man, when I'm, <laughs> look here, brother, coming from Baltimore, it's like you you eat, you know, my mom or my grandfather was raising me at times, or that black culture that East Coast is like, you know, you're gonna, we're going to have some breakfast, it's right. 10 o'clock on a Saturday or whatever. Okay, I'm going to use an example. To go to a friend's house, man, my, one of my white friends, and I'm sitting there, it's about like 11, 30, 12 o'clock, and the mom knocks on the, our bedroom, his bedroom door back then, we was playing Atari. Right. She pops in. She goes, Vance, would you like to stay for lunch? Mm-hmm. I'm like, lunch? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean. What, With lunch. I'm like, yeah. Man, she made some bologna sandwiches, man, some chips and had right. some little drinks out there. But it was like, it was that. It was breakfast in the morning. It was lunch. Yeah. You know, snack later on. I was like, I like it. over. But I'm, I'm saying that. And I'm saying, I'm not saying that black folks don't do that or Mexican. Right, right. What I'm saying is that was the first time like I experienced it. Mm-hmm. And that kind of a structure or order. And guess what, man? During the summer, my kids, we get lunch. Right. You know, we, my wife said we make something. What I'm saying is how we can invite different things from different cultures and races. Exactly. Exactly. You see what I mean? And that's exactly what it is. And I go back to it. You go in and you learn right. about a different culture by being a part of it. Right. You can't learn from sitting on a computer, <laughs> Googling you know, black culture or, right. you know, Hispanic culture or something like that. You have to be engaged in it. Right? Well, when I'm giggling, because I'm talking about my best friend, Wayne, man, we've been best friend, man. We, we both just hit 50 over the summer. We've been best friends since 12. He's, he's, he's white. And I remember when he started coming over to my house, my mom was making these little East Coast meal, chip beef breakfast stuff. You use it with milk. Right. It's chip beef with toast. And, and, and he was going home like, mom, I want some chip beef. His mom was like, what? What is that? Right, right. You, you see what I'm saying? But he's going back eat, liking that soul food. Right. Just, right. just to how we're, we're, we're doing this. Right. You know, right. We, we, we've got to cut this out, man, because we're missing out on so much following people because someone might have had a, a bad experience. Look, bro, I have bad experiences with black folks, yeah, Dr. Exactly. Jeff. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, <laughs> so we need to stop all this. You know, I got cut off. Uh, it was a white guy who cut me off in my car. Right. Uh, it was a Hispanic person who whatever, whatever. Why, why do we why can't we just say it was a person that it was a guy who did that? Because it. 
And I think about that all the time. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because if you look at news outlets, they do that too. It's a black person that committed this crime. It's a white person that did this. It's a Hispanic or or it was a a, a guy in his early 30s committed right, this crime. Right. But then if it's a black, it was a Hispanic guy or a black guy in his right. 30s. In his 30s, right? So again, it, it goes back to perpetuating and keeping the, a stereotype going, mm-hmm. right? And that's kind of the the, the very uh, definition of stereotype. It's like a, it's right. a fixed image, right? So in order to have this fixed image, you have to keep it going, right? And it's not right at all. And I always say, why can't we all just be a human being? Right. At the end of the day, that's all we are. That's what we have in common. We're all human beings, right? We all breathe oxygen, right? If we can come to a point to say, okay, we're all human beings, we all breathe oxygen, then guess what? We can start learning from one another, right? We can start experiencing these different foods like you're talking about, right? I, I've, I've eaten so many different uh, foods, Egyptian food, Armenian right, food, right. you know, uh, food from Russia. It, it, it's just, if I was just in my bubble, right, just around black people, and that's all I ate was food that black people make, right? If I'm, only I'm, listen I'm, to music. I'm making the generalization here, right? right. So I, I'm going to miss out on all this other stuff, right? And me, I like to eat. So having exposure to these other cultures and other foods and then learning about how people believe and what, what people do, I love that. It's fascinating to me. Man, a couple years ago, well, about two years ago, my son was in second grade. He did a sleepover with his friend. And the mom sent him home with like a little snack thing. And in this snack thing was this cream stuff, and you eat it with crackers. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Dad, check this out. You're going to love this. You're going to. I said, Well, I don't even know what that stuff looked like. Get out of here with that stuff. Mm-hmm. But you know what, man? I cracked the lid when he was in his room, and I dipped the cracker in. And, brother, my taste buds just jumped for joy. And guess what it was, bro? <laughs> it was hummus. Hummus. Because his friends, Family mm-hmm. is Jewish. Mm. Okay. Okay. Brother, from that day on, he's in the fourth grade now. From second grade, we keep hummus in our house and crackers, bro. Right. right. Boy, hummus is humming good. Delicious. It is good. <laughs> Go ahead, Jeremy. What you saying? Would you? I see you nodding over there. I'm all about the hummus. Yeah, you are speaking my language. But no, I mean, not only you learn so much. Uh, just for instance, we had somebody, um, a lady. She was from Puerto Rico, and she. They use both last names. So in their culture, you get the mom's name and the dad's name. Dad's name first, mom name second. Wow. But it's just so interesting how you can see those things. You start to see like, oh, it's kind of cool that she has such a, a strong relationship with her parents and her siblings. And then it makes you think about that too. Like, you know what? I want to call my brother. I want to call my sister. Yeah, and right. those things kind of bleed over as well. And it's, 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 it is. It's all about sharing and being a part of something. Right. That's powerful. It is. That's powerful. Jeff, because you do speaking engagements, you do training, bro. Are you available to go all around the country? I'll go anywhere. How? Because people who didn't really hear the show, they just, I want to contact info. How? We're going to do it again at the end of the show, but just real quick, plug, how can people get in touch with you? People can get in touch with me by just going to my website, www.crossculturaldynamics.com. Dynam- Dynamics is with an S. Okay. Scroll to the bottom of the screen, you'll see a little portion of the website put your information in hit the submit button and i'll receive it yeah and because it's powerful because this it, it, it as much as early last week's show and a little bit of the show was talking about all kind of the negative right that's 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 blowing up about cultures and races also brother i've been hearing a lot from agencies and organizations all around the country who it's blown up because people want like services that you provide they want to do something about it 
Absolutely. So, yes, a lot of people on one side are saying, oh, these minorities or these folks are doing these, these white folks, all that stuff. But on the other side, people is like, hey, man, let's get together. Let's 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 apply for grants together. Hey, man, let's let my my audience come speak to your audience. Tell us a little bit about your developmental training that you do that you provide. Yeah. Yes. My developmental training. uh, What I'll do is we'll go into your organization and we'll sit down with your leadership and discuss specifically uh, what some of the issues are, what are, or if there is no issues, then what are your objectives, right? So we go in and we develop a comprehensive plan. We develop curricula for each nonprofit, business, faith-based organization. Right. Um, so everything is unique that we create specific to your organization. So from that, the leadership, our leadership on, on my end, will sit down, we'll agree on some specific objectives, um, and then we'll go through some trainings. Um, and trainings are usually incorporate the leadership within that organization because it has to start at the top. The buy there needs to be buy-in from all the way up to the top. The CEO, executive director, uh, you know, director of operations, some of those uh, presidents and uh, businesses, organizations. So we'll develop a plan specifically around your objectives issue, and we'll come in, do some training, and increase your awareness, uh, increase communication cross-culturally, right. Right. and then we'll just keep it moving. I love what you just said from the top. Uh, it, it made me think of Starbucks. Remember that a few right. months ago? Remember that, Jeremy, the Starbucks incident? Yep. When when I guess it was a, a, a person that worked there didn't allow the two black guys, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, Philadelphia. Philadelphia yep. One of the guys used the restroom. Right. Okay. So I'm looking at this out of the hundreds, chains or thousands, I don't know, of Starbucks across this country. Mm-hmm. You narrow down on one Starbucks, one employee that works for this massive agency. Right. Right who did what he done for whatever reason he needed to do. Mm-hmm. Now, Starbucks across the country was getting a bad rap. But right. you know what? You know who stepped up? The CEO. The CEO. Now, now that he stepped up and say, look, I, look, so this won't happen again, the best right. of my ability. You know, I'm way out in Seattle. This happened way on the East Coast. Right. Uh, what can we do? This dude is getting grief for trying to do something. And he got grief from both sides, Jeff. Yeah. Because you had you got the minority saying, Oh, shutting down for one week. You know, you can't solve that issue. Okay. And then on the other side is why shut down for a week to address this thing? Right. So now it's like he was going against the norm. Right. He he spoke up. He spoke up. He spoke up. And I, I had tremendous respect for that CEO. I can't remember what the, what the name is, but I had tremendous respect for him that he would shut down Starbucks for I think it was a day or was it a, a day a thing oh, of the right. day something like that or a week but he shut it down and the first thing that popped in my head was he's losing money on this profit he's losing money yep. because he shut down Starbucks across the country so I, I took my hat off to him because he is trying to engage he's trying to lean in um, and he's trying to solve an issue Yes, it's an issue that's been in this country for hundreds of years, and it's not going to get solved in a day, and it's not going to get solved in a week. Right. But I respect the fact that he started, and that's the key. You have to start somewhere, right? My grandma used to always say, you can't finish a race unless you start it. That's right. Right? So starting, this is the starting point for Starbucks. There's many organizations out there like Starbucks who need this training, these uh, developmental uh, competencies who, who need to understand how to engage the other, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to meeting a lot of these leaders in these organizations. I love what you we, said. A lot of agencies and programs and organizations need this training that mm-hmm. Starbucks was, you know, 
pursuing to do. But people need to realize a lot of these agency organizations and mom and pop groups stole Starbucks concept yep. of customer service, Dr. Right. Jeff, of how to run a business. Right. Right. You see what I mean? So let's so for one hand, on one hand, people are, are, are stealing their concepts and ideas. Right. Okay. And now, oh, one one person, one particular Starbucks, let's go across the board. And then you ended up hearing more. I think something else happened in LA and something right. else happened. Brother, that I I, I Yeah, I, I I see what you're saying. Yeah. So it it's it's being proactive, right? Rather than reactive. And or Starbucks re, uh, clearly was reactive in this state. But these organizations that have not tuned in or had buy-in or trying to raise awareness within their organization, they need to take a proactive state because as this country becomes more and more diversified, mm -hmm. you're going to see more and more issues like this unfortunately right. happen right. in different organizations. And it doesn't matter what type of organization you have right. because no one, no one's shielded from this. Right? It starts all the way at the top. You look at what's going on in the White House. All the way down to the smallest pop, mom and pop shop here in America. To right? to two people, uh, road raging on the freeway. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it turns into a race thing, or you. And then we didn't even get into the LGBT community at well, all. Well, we got about what, Jeremy, five, six, seven, three minutes. Well, I want to hear about the L. What is it? LGBT community, right? So. Uh, the LGBT stands for uh, lesbians, gays, bisexual, Absolutely. trans, right? So um, that's a culture right there of its own that's being discriminated against, that's being marginalized against. Still, too. still to this day. Well, unpack it. And, unpack and it. So, so what happens there is, again, I go back to what we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. Human beings, breathing oxygen, we're all the same people, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I read, I, you heard that thing. We all bleed the same color. Right. We're all human beings, whether your sexual orientation or preference is one way or mm -hmm. another does not mean that you're better than that person at all. That's right. right? And, and same. I put that in the same category as race, uh, religion. Right. Here in America, we, we have an issue with Muslims, the Muslim population, just because they are Muslims. We actually call them Muslim. No one ever calls me and labels me Christian. Right. They call <laughs> I get labeled a different way. Mm -hmm. You get labeled a different right. way. Right. So why are we labeling people by religion? Mm -hmm. Right. Why are we labeling? We, so we throw all these adjectives and all these names that we're giving people without right. getting to know people right. personally and individually. And and then so we don't get off. Let's go back to the gay community. My 13 my year old daughter, man, she has a, 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 a gay friend. Mm -hmm. That's a boy and a gay friend. That's a girl. They're in the music band and all that. And I'm so proud of my daughter, Jeff, mm -hmm. because not only each of them are a different race than from her, the boy is gay and the girl is, is gay. Okay. And she hangs with them. She talks to them. She does, does a little something. I'm proud of her because she's not worried about what people say or may say. And then she, it doesn't bother her that that's who they are. Mm -hmm. Do you understand what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Because that she's in the eighth grade, man, and 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 I'm I'm proud of her, especially with all the social media crap that's out, and right. kids are are uh, uh, talking and texting me, honey. Uh, what's that? Chap snap snap chapping snap, snap, snap about what like who's wearing what the clothes and clothes right. the school. Silly simple ignorant stuff, man. Right. Go ahead, Jay. I see you nodding. Go ahead and bring on on that, man. Yeah, the Instagram stuff. But you know what? I, you made me think of something too, just uh, about. Like solutions, and we were talking about the Starbucks guy. I believe his name is Kevin Johnson. Does that sound right? That sounds about right, yeah. I think that is. Yep. So 
the one thing made me think, okay, so let's go back to the kneeling. There was a, a group of players who were kneeling, and then they found out that, hey, some of the veterans don't like that. So what they did is like, all right, we're going to kneel, but we'd like to put our hand over our heart to say, hey, guys, nothing to do with you. We love you. We support you. But there's another thing going on. Also got backlash. Is like, I wonder, is compromise dead? Is there any way that we can get past this wall versus wall where breakdown walls, let's just talk here. We're trying to do the right thing, but you won't even let people do the right thing. There's no freedom of expression anymore. Yes. Right. Um, and I, I love how you said you, they tried to compromise there. But that goes back to what we talked about before. Once you start bucking against the norm, if you don't do what the norm says, what the privileged folks in this country have said you to do, if you don't do that, there's an issue. And, and a consequence. And a consequence to that, right? People Look at Kaepernick. He cannot get employed because he's standing up for injustices, right? It that's turned into he's disrespecting the flag. Eric Reed, I think he's another NFL player who cannot get hired because he's quote unquote disrespecting the flag, disrespecting the military, right? It's amazing. It is. It's just, it's beyond. You also do, uh, Dr. Jeff, uh, small a small group series. So you are available for one-on-one coaching, small groups, developmental training. Do you, are you willing to work with churches as well? Absolutely. Because, man, churches need to – I heard the most segregated th- time and day of the week is it's 11 a.m. Sunday morning. Yep. Dr. Martin Luther King said that. How about that? Absolutely. Now, 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 how about about the churches? Churches and, – and, and if I could say – Anything is my specialty. That's my specialty is churches. Uh, I've been in Christian faith my entire life. Um, so what I do with churches is we incorporate the, the, the Bible into this curriculum. So we don't say just what we say. We say, what does the Bible say right. regarding these issues, right? So we work with churches all the time. The small group series is pretty much going towards our church-based um, uh, clientele. Um, so what we do is we have a curricula that we've developed that um, we, we discuss scriptures, we discuss some of the curriculum, and mm-hmm. we bring them both together to see how we can not only just serve our congregation, but how can we serve other people as we're going out into the communities. Um, churches and nonprofits, they all have mission statements that mm-hmm. they are truly behind, right? Mm-hmm. For-profits do too, but churches and businesses, like that's their lifeblood is right. their mission statement. So how do we take this mission statement of the church? How do we take the mission statement of your nonprofit? Tie this into your beliefs. Tie this into the curriculum that we, are de- that we develop for you. And how can we make your organization, your church group, more effective? Absolutely. How can we increase in collaboration? How can we increase your numbers, right? Let's just be honest. Nonprofit, church groups, you want numbers. You yeah. want people. Okay, we'll help you do that. You have to learn how to diversify yourself, learn some competencies. Mm-hmm. That way you can serve your clientele better. That's so powerful. And the small group. So tell us a little bit about the, the small group workshops. Yeah, small group um, and even the developmental training. So, But more so the small group. Our training series, what we do is we're very interactive. Mm-hmm. So we're not going there just preaching and teaching to you. It's very interactive. Um, we learn from each other. Right. And that me personally, I, my doctoral program, I learned from my peers more than I did the handbooks and the textbooks that we were given. So in our small group series, it can be four to six weeks long. Um, and we come in and we'll facilitate these uh, the curriculum. And we'll we have a lot of interactive activities that are very powerful, fun. They're engaging. Um, but people are walking away uh, with their minds just blown. 
right. um, having a new understanding of, of life, um, seeing themselves for uh, in, in a different light too, um, and just being open and honest with, with each other. So our small group series and our developmental trainings mm-hmm. are pretty much our, um, our main points of uh, – training and communicating with different organizations. I like what you say on your website, building building cross-cultural understandings is not just about instruction, but providing leaders and teams a framework for true collaborative processes and practices. Why do you say that? So um, that goes back to, uh, so we can sit in the classroom all the time and learn, and you can say, yes, I understand this material, right? But if you don't put it into practice and put action behind it, you might as well not even come mm. to a training. It's a waste of your time, it's a waste of my time, it's a waste of money, right? So what we do is we give a framework. We, we tell people, okay, here's what you need to do, right? In conjunction with you, because mm-hmm. again, we can't tell you what to do, and we're not gonna, just gonna throw something on you. You have to be in on this decision too. Right. You have to agree that you wanna move to more action steps in this. So we're gonna give you the framework, we'll help you develop that, so now wow. you can start seeing some collaborative uh, processes and practices coming through. One more time, Dr. Jeff, where can our listeners go to learn more? You got a Facebook page? I got a Facebook page. I'm going to post it. Okay. It's been on my to-do list. I haven't okay. done it yet. Well, we'll reach out for it. But how can they get in touch with you? One more time. They can get in touch with me. Go to my website, www.crossculturaldynamics.com. Scroll to the bottom, fill out your information, hit submit, and I'll get back to you. Dr. Jeff McGee, thank you for coming back two weeks in a row. I appreciate you. Thanks for having you, me. Man. I really appreciate and it. And thank you for tuning into the Father Matters Show. Send us your questions or comments to info at fathermatters.org. Thank you to my engineer, Jeremy Siegel. See you next week at the same time, same place. Have a safe week. Thank you, and God bless. <laughs>